The first head coaching job that has been filled this offseason belongs to the Houston Rockets. Ime Udoka is the new head coach over there. Meanwhile, the Detroit Pistons have their three front runners. But comparing who the Pistons have been interviewing compared to the Houston Rockets process and who they eventually hired in the big name of Ime Udoka, has the Detroit Pistons coaching search been a little underwhelming? We're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. We're on our way to 10,000 subscribers. And 50% of you guys who watch the videos are not subscribed. So please hit that subscribe button. Or if you listen to this on one of the podcast platforms, leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform that is. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets... Lowest price guaranteed. Um, later on the podcast, we're going to talk about one of the Pistons' apparent three front runners for their head coaching job. We're going to talk about him and whether he's an actual legit candidate for this job. And then even later on in the podcast, we'll talk about maybe the Pistons being interested in another team's sloppy seconds when it comes to the head coaching position. We'll talk about that too a little bit later. Um, but the first thing we're going to talk about is the Pistons' coaching search overall. Um, a few days ago, it was, a, it was a big topic in the Pistons community. The, the Pistons community was going at the Houston Rockets community. We were going at each other because the Houston Rockets are getting a ton of big names. or, or they, they hired Ime Udoka, but before hiring Udoka today, uh, as of April 24th, they had been interviewing a lot of big names. Names such as, obviously, Udoka, or Frank Vogel, or uh, uh, Nick Nurse, or... Kenny Atkinson, guys who are big names with legit coaching experience as head coaches, multiple uh, championship uh, caliber coaches. Those are the kind of guys that Houston was interviewing. And then you have the Detroit Pistons who have decided to take the route of interviewing up-and-coming assistant coaches. Guys like uh, like the three front runners. We've got um, Charles Lee. you got Jaron Collins. You, we heard Brian Keefe of the Brooklyn Nets. You've got... Um, Chris Quinn of the Miami Heat. There's been a few other assistant coaches too that apparently were in at least the first round of interviews. Um, but all of them seem to have had something in common besides one of them, which we'll talk about later. Um, but all of them had seemed to have had something in common, which is they were considered up-and-coming assistant coaches. And at first, at first, I had absolutely zero problem with it. And even still to this, like to this point, I don't have a problem with that process. You are, these guys, something I've said recently on, on Twitter um, to people when they, you know, the Pistons community when they're kind of freaking out over this. This is something I've said a lot. The search for a coach or, or you know, knowing whether you're going to get rid of a coach and you're going to look for a new one, that's not something that just happens as soon as the season ends. Front offices, they talk to agents. Agents talk to other agents. Coaches talk to other coaches. Front offices talk to coaches. Like, this kind of stuff is in the works much, much before the season, way before the season ends. Like, they know what they're doing. They identify guys. They talk to agents. They identify people. 
weeks, maybe even months before they actually do it, before they actually make the coaching change. So they have an idea of who they want and they usually try to identify guys that they like. Now, obviously, if like some premier head coaches all of a sudden become available at the time, then you obviously interview them. But everyone, front offices do not wait to the last second to all of a sudden get their guys. They they know who their guys are that they're going to want to target, not just at the end of the season. That happens beforehand. So I think, I felt like the Pistons, and based on some of the things I heard, the Pistons had identified guys long before they actually decided to move Dwayne Casey up officially into the front office. And I thought, you know what, they've identified their guys. You know, If you really believe in your guys and you do your evaluation and you go after them and you have the right interviewing process, I don't care if they're assistant coaches, I don't care if they're past head coaches, as long as your process is right, I'm fine with it. And you make the right hire, I'm completely cool with it. It doesn't have to be a big name. All these big name coaches... They started off as low-name coaches. They all started off as assistant coaches that didn't have a big name. So I had no problem with that. The one area, though, that I do have a concern about, and it's something that Troy Weaver has done routinely um, as with his, during his time as the Pistons jail manager. My one concern is that each uh, each one of the final three or maybe not final three. They say the three front runners, even though I consider that to be the final three guys in consideration. Um, but the three front runners at this point, all of them have connections to Troy Weaver in some way or some form. Kevin Ali goes back to his time with OKC. Jaron Collins goes back to some time, um, I believe, with the Utah Jazz. Um, I believe with the Utah Jazz, uh, Troy was a scout there from 04 to 08. Jaron Collins played for the Jazz from 01 to 09, so there's a connection there. Um, and then Charles Lee, they're both from the exact same area. They grew up in the same area. So every every single one of these candidates have connections to Weaver in, in some possible way going back. So that's my one concern with that is that are they really interviewing the best candidates or are they reviewing or are they, are they interviewing Troy's guys? Like, are they all stick? Is he doing solid for his guys and they're just staying together and he's picking from his guys? Or are they actually going out there and finding somebody who is the best possible option for the Pistons head coaching job? And the reason why it's a bigger concern to me with this is because, like I said, this is something I feel like he's done going back a while now. Like Marvin Bagley's contract. A lot of people feel like the reason why Marvin Bagley got a fully guaranteed contract that was much higher than what people considered his market value was because he's Troy Weaver's guy. And he they have a connection agents-wide. I don't want to go through the whole backdrop. We did that in the offseason. But they have connections. That's his guy, obviously. He went out and traded for him. So he secured him with a long-term contract. Some people may say that's a good thing long-term when it comes to building connections with players. I'm not saying it's a bad thing in that regard. I'm just simply saying that's another area where you've seen it happen. Buddy Bayheim, probably the worst two-way player in the entire NBA. But he has a connection with his father, with Troy Weaver. They have a connection. So he did him a solid, gave him a two-way contract. Even though I think a lot of people, majority of people, say he probably was not worthy of the two-way contract. You go, you continue to go back. You're, you Go through a lot of Troy Weaver's moves. All of them are about getting his guys. Not necessarily the best guy available. And, you know, it, it works out if your guy's are also the best guys. It can work out that way. And it may very well work out this way as well. I'm not saying it isn't. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Charles Lee. I like Jaron Collins. His guys may also be the best guy available. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying that does warrant 
a bit of a pause that there's been multiple moves and multiple, you know, things that have happened that suggest that like, it's just, he's, he's riding for his guys. He's doing right by his guys. He's getting his guys opportunities. And again, like I said, that can work when your guys are actually the best guy available, but when they're not, that comes back and bites you. So the fact that the Pistons didn't interview a Kenny Atkinson, the fact that the Pistons didn't interview any of these former head coaches, the fact that the Pistons didn't interview any of the bigger name coaches, the fact that they didn't interview any of those guys, that in and of itself doesn't concern me. The fact that the only three guys that are left with being ties to Weaver plus all that gives me just a little bit of pause and has me questioning, okay, are you going? Are they for sure going through the right interviewing process, the right process of finding the right guy for the Pistons job rather than the right Troy guy for the Pistons job, if you get what I'm saying. That, that's that's my only bit of pause. Um, so do I think the coaching search has been a little underwhelming? I want to wait to see who they pick first. Um, I really liked Chris Quinn. Someone that they apparently gave a one-round interview to. He didn't make it, it sounds like, to the second round. Um, I like Charles Lee, too. Up-and-coming guy. Jaron Collins has kind of grown on me a little bit. I don't think it's been underwhelming. I get those Pistons fans who do feel that way. And I definitely get the Pistons fans who have, I've seen, brought up the point I just I just made about are they actually going through the right process here by finding the right guy out there, wherever it is, whether it's Troy's guy or not, if he's the right guy for the job. So... I'm going to wait to see who they hire before I call it underwhelming. I think it's fine right now, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. I do get it, though. I do get why people are asking the question, for sure. Um, But I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys think that the Pistons coaching search has been underwhelming at all? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Hill. Coming up, I want to talk about one of the Pistons candidates, one of the guys that have made the final round and is one of the three front runners, and Kevin Ollie. I want to talk about him when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. The game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy, tech, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email either. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. With with game time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. And then I got to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action rather than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash to sign up 
place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. And it's not just baseball. They got football. They got the NBA NBA playoffs. They got college sports. They got all kinds of stuff over at FanDuel. So it's not just baseball, though. The beginning of the baseball season is coming around. That is going to be the hot topic over there. I've had a lot of fun watching Shohei Otani. I'd take any positive bets over there <laughs> involving Shohei Otani. But um, you can obviously head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So as of April 24th, one of the hottest topics I've saw in the Pistons community and a lot of people discussing was the fact that Kevin Ali the former head coach of UConn, is one of the finalists for the Detroit Pistons job. For the Detroit Pistons head coaching job, I should say. And I just want to talk about it for a second. Because I, I, on the previous podcast, I don't think it was the last one, I believe it was two podcasts ago, we talked about the coaches a little bit that we had heard that were, in, that were being interviewed by the Detroit Pistons. And I talked about, um, talked about Chris Quinn, I talked about Charles Lee a little bit, Jaron Collins a little bit, obviously Jerome Allen a little bit because of his uh, the way he came to Detroit from Boston. Um, we talked about those guys. But I kind of skipped over Kevin Ollie a little bit in that episode. And if you want me to be honest, it's because I didn't take it seriously that they actually that he was actually going to be the head coach of the Pistons. But now, as of April 24th that I'm recording this, it seems like it's a very, very, very real possibility that he is a coach of the Detroit Pistons. Now, I want to preface this by saying this. I want to say the obvious thing. I, I don't feel like I should have to explain this, but apparently I do. The front office and GMs have more access to information than any of us do. The info that they get from conducting these interviews is more information that we can get on these head coaching candidates. So obviously, they're going to be more educated at least they should be, obviously. They're more educated on these coaching candidates than we are. So they're going to know things that we don't. We don't know everything. We only have what we've been given through the pub- in the public, okay? That's all we have. So maybe Troy Weaver knows something about Kevin Ollie. Maybe Kevin Ollie said something in the interviewing process that really struck Troy Weaver. Maybe that's really what's going what happened. And maybe Kevin Ollie, if he were to become the, the, the Pistons head coach, he's... Great. Maybe he does great things for the Pistons. Maybe Troy Weaver identifies something that he saw in the interviewing process. Maybe he identifies something that really just lit a light bulb. And Kevin Ollie's the right person for the job. We don't know what's said back there, okay? We, we don't know. So it very well may be the case. I mean, it, it could happen that he's actually the right guy for the job, okay? I just want to get that out the way. I don't feel like I should have to explain. I feel like everyone understands the fact that we're all, you know, I don't want to say speculating, but, but operating under... You know, the same kind of information that we all have from past experiences and stuff that's been let out and, and leaked out and everything we know. Like, that's all we have. Now, I, 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 I'd I like to say I, I, I have some kind of information that maybe not everyone has. But when it comes to this, I don't know everything. I, I, I'm not, I don't claim to know everything. I just want to make it, I just want to preface it with that. With that said, 
I'm concerned about this this candidate. Again, he may very well turn out to be a good head coach if the Detroit Pistons go that route. May very well happen. But here are the concerns that I have for Kevin Ollie. You remember earlier when I was talking about how the Pistons seem to have been going in the route of up-and-coming assistant coaches that have, you know, have been spoken very highly of through NBA circle, circles amongst the front offices, agents, etc., players, etc., like all that stuff? I'm cool with that. Absolutely cool with that. Because all these guys start off assistant coaches most of the time. They all start off that way. And you can find a really good coach with that. It, it happens all the time. So I have no issue with that at all. Kellen Oddly, on the other hand, has zero NBA coaching experience. Zero. Not as an assistant coach. Not as a head coach. Nothing. Not not anything at all. So that's that right there is a bit of concern for me. That's a, that's a bit of a concern for me that he has no NBA coaching experience um, at all. So that, that's a concern for me, number one. Number two, he has not been a head coach. He has not coached at all. He has not coached since 2018. It's been five years since he coached. He is currently the head of coach and what's the exact he, he was hired as the head of coaching and basketball development. And this is something that confused a lot of people, including myself. I was wrong on this. He is not a coach of a team in the OTE. He is a he, he is the head of coaching. He's like a GM. He's like the head of the overtime elite league. He's not actually coaching a team over there. That's not what he's doing. He's not, he's not a coach of a team. So he has not coached a team since 2018. And that team was in the NCAA in college. And after having a really good season with players that weren't his, but that's that's recruiting, so I mean, I guess you don't have to worry about that. Um, after after winning a championship, the NCAA championship in, I, I forget what year it was. What, what year was it? 2014? 2014, the program went down, down, down. Uh, they had one good year, but it went down. It, it did not. It did not end well with him there. Not just because of the lawsuit that happened, and you know him suing them, and not because of just all of that stuff. I'm talking about like performance. It was not performing well. He was not coaching well. The the job the the UConn program was not doing well after that, and they eventually moved on. So he has not been around the coaching. He's not been around coaching at all since 2018. We are in 2023. That's five years ago. Now, look, I understand he's the head of coaching and player development of the OTE, but that doesn't really say anything to me. The OTE is not some legit, like, it's not like some crazy league, legit league or anything. Like, come on. And he's not even a coach in a league of a team over there. So the Pistons have a dude in their finalists, three front runners, I'm considering finalists, a guy who has not coached since 2018 who also doesn't have any NBA coaching experience at all, whether it's head coaching or assistant coaching, no coaching experience in the NBA at all, hasn't done it in five years, and the last time he was a coach, it did not go well the final few years at the place he was coaching. And then that fall, and then that leads me to this. And I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Despite all of this, again, Troy Weaver may have some info. Actually, he does have info that we don't have from the interview, from the interview they had with him Maybe he said something, maybe he sold him on a vision that he has that is just amazing, that's genius. Maybe that happens. And then maybe they hire him as coach, and he turns out to be a good coach. Maybe that happens. That very well could happen. 
But that leads me to this. With all the things I just said, with all the history of Kevin Ali, every like what I just named, based on the things that we have available to us, there's nothing that says, oh, we believe he could be a head coach in the NBA outside of just blindly trusting Troy. Just blindly trusting him. Because there's no evidence. There's, and if if there was evidence, if there, if there was, if he was like this hot commodity as a head coach or people wanted him as a head coach in the NBA, why has he not ha- had any head coaching interest since 2018? He's been out of coaching gigs since 2018. Why, is, why have we not heard his name since then? And why is the only time that we hear his name in the head coaching uh, uh, running is five years later when one of his friends has a GM spot and his friend is interviewing him for that head coaching spot. Does that not sound fishy to anybody else? Now, again, I'm not saying that Kevin Ollie can't be an NBA coach. Maybe he could be. Again, he maybe he could. But none of the evidence, we don't have any evidence that says that. He has no experience as an NBA coach. He hasn't had any team reach out to him to be an NBA head coach since 2018. And I don't think we've heard any legit interest in him possibly being NBA coach since he won a national championship in 2014. So that's going back nearly a decade. And the only time that it happens to come up as him being int- or him being being a candidate for an NBA coaching job is when his friend has a GM spot. That look, maybe it works out. Maybe maybe he becomes a really good coach if the Pistons were to hire him. Maybe that happens. Maybe it does. But the process, the 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 info that we do have that we have. I feel like that all we have to to say that this could be a positive, this is he could be an NBA coach and he could be a good Detroit Pistons head coach, is solely based in blindly trusting Troy and hoping Troy knows stuff that we don't that is right. That's it. That's it. These other guys that they have that they've been interviewing that are candidates for the job, Charles Lee been under Bud's coaching tree. Bud's coaching tree has been really good. He's been with Bud for eight years. He's coached championship level teams. Jaron Collins has been assistant coach with Steve Kerr has been a part of championship teams a really good coaching tree coach with the New Orleans Pelicans last this past year like these guys have experience in the NBA coming from good programs coming from good organizations that's legit I don't care if they haven't been head coach they have experience you can't say that here so that's that's my concern this is my concern and that that's why I'm gonna end it again final thing I, I'll say I'll repeat it for the fifth time Maybe, maybe we're, I'm wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe we were spot something that we don't. And he turns out that Kevin Ali is a legit head coach and he's a legit NBA coach and he's the right coach for the job. That could be the case, but I don't feel like we have any evidence that supports that outside of saying trust in Troy. That's, that's literally it. I feel like that's literally all we have. So this is what it is. Let me know what you guys think about that, man. I know this is a hot topic. I love to hear what you guys have to say about this. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Cooper Hill. Coming up, should the Pistons be interested in another team's, let's call it sloppy seconds, when it comes to the head coaching search? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Price Picks. So with Price Picks, a new promo is out there, a thousand or one million daily super flex promotion every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, obviously. One Price Picks user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks equals $1 million. Five correct picks, $80,000. And four correct picks, 
$16,000. Full details for this promotion can be found at pricepix.com slash a million. You must go and opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Again, it's pricepix.com slash M-I-L-L-I-O-N million. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner. So how do you play a price fix? Well, you pick two to six players, see if they score more or less than their price fix projection. You win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And I Trust me, price fix offers projections on any sport that you can possibly think of. I promise it, anything. Women's sports, men's sports, esports, soccer, anything. They have it all. NASCAR, they, they, they seriously have it all. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with PricePix. And again, Million dollar daily superflex promotion. Head over to pricepix.com slash M I L L I O N to opt in at that link to be eligible for the million dollar entry at pricepix.com slash million. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, Coming up later this week, we're going to start our first um, episode of Diving Into the Draft for Real. We're going to be having Raphael Barlow um, come onto the podcast and talk draft with us. Next week, we'll have Ant Wright coming onto the podcast and discussing the draft with us. So, we're going to start slowly uh, really diving into the draft, um, but I think the head coaching position right now is really the, the, the hard-hitting topic going on, especially before the lottery happens. And with the Pistons not having a head coach, I think that's the, the big deal here. The, after the lottery happens, the stuff will really start to heat up with the Pistons in the draft. So uh, we'll slowly, we're slowly getting into it. Um, so just stay tuned. It's going to be starting later this week. So I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for that. Um, so... I know some of you guys like watching on the YouTube may be laughing at the third segment that we called it. I called it sloppy seconds. Um, don't, don't, come on. Let's, let's be mature, everybody. Let's, let's, let's act our age. Um, the reason why I called it sloppy seconds is because, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the Houston Rockets uh, ended up signing Ime Udoka as their head coaching, uh, as their head coach. And I'm just asking the question, with that being the case, should the Pistons now pivot to possibly interviewing some of the guys that interviewed for the Houston Rockets job that did not get it? Now, I personally, I don't believe the reason why the Pistons haven't been, um, let's say, in, let's say the reason why they haven't been interviewing those guys or didn't interview those guys is because those guys just didn't want the Pistons job. I don't think that's the case. I think the Pistons had an idea of what the, the way they wanted to go. And maybe thought, okay, those guys are going to be interviewing for that job. We don't want to get into a, a race with those guys. We don't want to have to get into a bidding war with those guys. We have our own way we want to go about it. And we want to find like our own little diamond in the rough. Maybe, maybe, I thought that maybe that was the route. I don't believe it's because they just don't want to be with the Pistons. I still don't believe that. I, I, think, that's, I think that whole idea that the Pistons had coaching job isn't one of the, if not the most attractive spot on the, on the market, I think it's, it's, that's just false. 
the athletic James James Edwards the third his last article um he talked about at the end of the podcast that according to NBA executives they have told the athletic that the Pistons have one of if not the most attractive job on the market so I'm not worried about that I don't think that's not I don't think that's why we haven't seen them interview them I think maybe it was because they see them interviewing with these other jobs and they thought it was likely they'd get into a bidding war instead of just going after one of their own guys I think that probably was the case but now that those three guys Frank Vogel that I'm mentioning Frank Vogel Nick Nurse and Kenny Atkinson lost out on that job. Should the Pistons now be like, okay, well, they don't they don't have that job. We're the if we're not the if we weren't already the best, if you want to say one of if anyone wants to say the Houston Rockets job was better or or, or or a better opening than the Pistons, you can make the argument. I would still argue the Pistons, but I'm not gonna say you act like it's a landslide. If the Pistons didn't have the best opening, they damn sure had the second, I feel like. They had one of the top ones. So now with that, the Houston Rockets went out the way. The Pistons could potentially pivot and be like, oh, hey, you guys missed on that one. You guys, we'd like to interview for this one now. We're interested now in you guys and see if they want to come over here. Now, I don't, I'm not interested in Frank Vogel when we're talking about this. I'm not talking about Vogel, really. I'm definitely not talking about Nick Nurse. I'm more so talking about Kenny Atkinson. So they go try and interview Kenny Atkinson, and I think 100%, yes, 100% they should be interviewing Kenny Atkinson. To be honest, that, that's the... The fact that they didn't even interview Kenny Atkinson when they started this coaching search, combined with some of the stuff we talked about in the first segment and the second segment with like going after your own guys, combine all that, that's really what caused me to have some pause about this whole coaching search. Because I don't see how you don't at least interview Kenny Atkinson. Maybe he doesn't make it past the first round of interviews. Maybe after the first interview, maybe he says he doesn't want to. Maybe that does happen. Like, who knows? Maybe that does happen. But the fact that he didn't even get an interview is it's absolutely crazy to me. Kenny Atkinson is one of the best names on the market. Assistant coach, head coach. Where, Kenny Atkinson's great. I, I, I absolutely love Kenny Atkinson. And everyone seems to love Kenny Atkinson. The fact that he didn't even get an interview with the first round is crazy to me. So now the fact that he missed out on the Houston Rockets job, I 100% feel like, along with these other guys that the Pistons are interviewing, apparently this week, the three front runners, they should 100% be pivoting and adding Kenny Atkinson to that group. Doesn't mean they have to hire him. But he 100% should be getting an interview. That, that's my opinion. They should be pivoting and adding Kenny Atkinson's interview to whatever opening they have this week with the three guys that they have as their front runners. It should 100% be happening. And I don't care if, if people want to say that was the Pistons going after the Houston Rockets sloppy seconds or anybody's sloppy seconds. I don't give a damn. I, I don't give a damn. I'll take the sloppy seconds with the sloppy seconds are a four-course meal. I like, I hey, I, I don't care. I'll take it. So that, that's where I stand with it. They should 100% be going after Kenny Atkinson. 100%. Get him an interview, Pistons. Give him an interview, Troy. You got to. You got to. Doesn't mean you have to hire him. You can still hire your own guy. But to not even get an interview with Kenny Atkinson, I think it's kind of crazy. Kind of cra- You got to at least interview him. You got to at least interview him. Got to. Got to. But that's all I've got for you guys today, man. Let me know what you guys think about that. Comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast, plaf- or podcast platform, my goodness, that you guys are listening to this on. That's another great way, great way to support the podcast, my goodness. I'm stumbling over this because there's a reason for it. I'm not stumbling over this because I don't know how to talk. I'm stumbling over that because I wanted to make sure I shouted one of you guys out. Now, in the last podcast, I told you guys, if you guys sent me a screenshot of you guys winning a championship in Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, something I hadn't been able to do, I would shout you out on the podcast and would do some kind of reward. One of you guys DM'd me today. His name is LaMelo. As you can see here, I'm going to put the screenshot right here. 
as you can see it. He won the world championship in 2036-2037 with the Detroit with the Detroit Pistons. Um, he had his, his centers a 96 overall, power forward 96 overall, small forward 80, shooting guard 85, point guard 86, um, overall team rating of 85. He won a championship. Sent me the sent me the screenshot. He said he did it after the first promo code. So I wanted to shout him out, Lamelo. Good job, man. You did something I wasn't able to do. Um, if you guys want to get shouted out on the podcast, um, and you guys have won a championship, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, send me a screenshot. I'll do the same thing for you guys. But now I'm finished. That's all I've got for you guys today. Stay safe. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out.